Hey roommates, welcome back to Read the Room Podcast. As you know, this is Merveline. This is Ambria. Thank y'all for joining us once again for yet another episode. Yes, thank you all for supporting us. Thanks for following us on social media, interacting yes. with us. We absolutely love, we love it. you guys dearly. So last episode we talked about friendship. I um, learned a lot in that episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did I, you like the Aristotle Aristotle piece? Yeah, thirsty. Okay. philosophy no i philosophy (laughs) is interesting but no i learned a lot in that there are certain i feel like things that we all understand life to be like and relationships to be like but i didn't know that people study those things and put names on it but i mean a philosopher would yeah (laughs) they analyze i feel like everything involving humans there's always some kind of like a deeper study or never really mm -hmm. ever surface level so it's really good to get into the nitty-gritty of friendship yes. what it looks like to be a good friend um yeah. even the types of friends now that part that I was what about. i learned so i didn't much. know about yeah and i'm like if i just think of it like that then everything is so simple right so i learned so it was good to just kind of get into that yeah so we're gonna take a little bit of a turn yeah on this episode so i mean well in the same vein um talking about friendship we acknowledge that not every friend that you have looks like you, comes from your same culture. And I feel like it's also been very relevant in social media and in the media in general, this discussion of being an ally. Mm. So how can you, are you a person who feels like you support certain communities? And in this discussion, we're gonna talk about supporting the black community. So what does it mean to be an ally? And we also want to, be clear that you can be a person of color and still have a lot of work to do um, with regard to how you interact with black people. Yeah, absolutely. I think what really was the catalyst for this discussion is seeing, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have seen um, the different TikToks TikToks, of those um, white kids, but we knew about that. Um, And then also like I saw a couple with Asian kids Uh just really kind of, being racist yeah honestly so there was one for anyone who might not be familiar with the tiktok videos so um what was the origin of these kinds of videos okay so my understanding of the origin is there was this young um black guy he made this video it's really just comedic relief because mm-hmm. he he made a video i forgot what the title was um but it was something to kind of draw in you know white people and then the last post was since y'all are here um, since all the white people are here, what channel is HDTV on? I want to watch Property Brothers. So, so he, something super innocent. Yeah, he would say something that would bait like a certain yeah. community jokingly. And mm-hmm. then at the end, like, okay, now that y'all are all here, how do you X, Y, and Z? Exactly. But then, of course, anything that has to do with race always immediately turns negative. So there was one where there was... um a young Asian lady mm-hmm. and she said ways to get away like the TikTok was called like ways to get away from the police or something like that and it goes since all the black people are here now how's my form right. and then it was a photo of her on a plantation picking cotton it's like it's like how y'all, y'all the joke bro yeah. <laughs> how we go from property brothers on yeah. HGTV to how's my my form and I really thought it was weird coming from an Asian person considering uh-huh. The Asian people that were in, uh, what's it called, internment camps? Yeah. I in think, the U.S. So yeah. it's kind of like... I think it's easy to be insensitive to other like, people. girl, read the room, you know? <laughs> like, it yeah. was just a, a joke that came from a, in my opinion, nonsensical 
um, space. Yes. But then it speaks to the idea that anti-blackness is global. Anti-blackness is universal. And so we want to talk about it. So um, I feel like one point that's important to make is that black and person of color is not interchangeable. They Mm -hmm. are two completely different things. And don't get me wrong. There are some times where you can say people of color and it will refer to all of us. But can you think of something off the top of your head that that affects all of these communities equally? Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Let me think. I'm getting my thingy face on. If you're listening and you feel like there's something, please let us know because I feel like not a thought came. Yeah, I don't think that there there are certain things that um, affect different communities, and I think that we should acknowledge them as such. For example, in the black community, we know that black people and the police don't yes. rock. <laughs> like, like we have issues with that. So say I'm a person of color, I'm not a black person. You're not. You don't have the same interactions with the police department. So it wouldn't be for you to insert yourself like, oh, I'm scared about if I get pulled over. You don't have as much a reason to be afraid if right. you got pulled over. Because the underlying issue really comes down to the color of your skin. Yes. And they don't really have to, and that's a, in one area that they're not exactly privileged, but the right word isn't coming to mind right now. So I'm going to use privilege until I can think okay. of a different um, word. Um, that, you know, you, you have light skin, you're not light skin, but like your fair skin, you're closer to white. So they they don't really see you much as, as a threat, threat than they would a black body. So that's why you can't just say, oh, we people of color, right, are dealing with police brutality. Granted, we, in some communities that may be true, but like black people disproportionately face uh, police brutality. Yes. So it is not something that ought to be generalized. You don't need to insert yourself into things where you don't belong. It, it reminds me of like, okay, there are issues with immigration yeah. and like ICE mm-hmm. and the Latino community. There are certainly people who have come to this country in um, different ways and they are not Latino. But that's not the point where we... I mean, that affects black people, too, because we understand the community that they're targeting. It would not make sense for me, a black American woman, to try and insert myself into those things. So I just suggest that other people of color use that same discernment. If this doesn't affect me, we lay low, lay low, (laughs) listen or help in other ways. But I think black people have been really good about that, per se. In regards to recognizing other people's struggles and not inserting themselves, we're more supportive than yes. anything. Uh, I remember there was this one particular um, incident where, unfortunately, uh, a, a young white boy was um, targeted by the police and he was killed for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and I only knew about that story because a lot of the people from the black community are raising that awareness. Exactly. Uh-huh. So it's it's kind of like when we're talking about police brutality, you guys want to blue lives matter, but when your own people are dying, y'all don't then, even care. Yes. So it so it's clear that the concern isn't about safety, it's just about shit non black people. <laughs> <At> some, <laughs> That's really what at it some comes point, down to. At some point. And and feeling um, how do I say feeling a part of the struggle too? Mm. I feel like I I started to coin it the struggle Olympics. Yeah, like okay, there are issues that our community we face, 
and other people want to be able to say that they face those issues so bad, it's okay. If, if, if you can go, if you can drive in the car and the police stop you and you do not have a fear in your heart that you might be murdered, that's okay. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Just be cool. Yeah, that's actually one struggle I wouldn't want to be a part of. I know. I don't be understanding. <laughs> I, I legitimately sometimes fail to understand why do you want to be a part of this struggle so bad? I feel like there's also times when um, people will be like, oh, I didn't come from money. I came from this, that, and the other, like trying oh God, to yes. say like, no, look. But if you did, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's not your that's not your thing to speak on. Right. Just be quiet when people start to talk about that. And that's how I feel about black issues yep this brings me also to an experience i had when i was working at this um small tech company when i was in college and we were having just like a company like um party holiday you dig whatever <laughs> and me and this one white boy we just got into this argument mind you also i was also drunk so it was kind of like oh um, just not a good yeah <laughs> but we got into this argument about um kind of like uh, privilege okay, and um, what it's like to be black in America and things like that. And he kept saying like, like just look what you just mentioned, like, oh, I don't come from money. I pay for everything that I have. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm talking about if you and I both go for the same position and the hiring managers had just happened to be white and a white man at that, who do you think gonna get the job? Yeah. It ain't me. Yeah. Okay, I feel like people don't understand the impact that history has on the state of this country and the world as we experience it now. It's not as simple as, okay, my parents didn't pay for my college, so I'm not privileged. The privilege that you have runs that you have run so deep that it don't matter if right. you didn't get help for college just by looking at you. Mm-hmm. You have privilege in that. So acknowledge that. And it's okay. You don't have to. We, we, we. This is another thing. This reminds me of women. Okay. And it could be white women or women of color. If I'm talking about an experience that I had as um, a black woman, period. that's not the time for you to say, and yeah, just as a woman, generally, I, <laughs> and I understand, like, you've had experiences that made you feel, you know, maybe you felt belittled or whatever the case may be. But let me tell you, the best time for you to mention that is not Word. right after I just say something about being a black woman, because it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, because everyone has um, experiences differently, but my, all of my I don't know, traumatic race experiences have come from being a black woman. I don't know if I can pinpoint times where I felt like someone was belittling me or talking down on me because I was a woman. Because my blackness and my womanhood are so yeah intertwined that I can't fathom one or the other, you know? No, I completely agree. I, mean, I have a lot of examples today. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I had another example. Um, when I was working my first big girl job outside, um, once I got out of college. So we have this um, group at my current job. It's called um, Women in My Company. I don't want to say my company anymore yeah. here, but Women in My Company. <laughs> and we're just kind of talking about experiences that we've, uh, we've had in situations where we felt kind of like people were shutting us down or uh-huh. like not listening to us. And I remember at the company that I worked with right out of college, I had a mentor. Um, and he was a, a person of color. Um, 
he was my mentor and there was just one specific um meeting that we had and i i just felt that he was being so condescending towards me and talking down so i was like you know what I don't think our personalities match. So I think I should get a Another different mentor. mentor. Mm-hmm. And I think about it, I told him that as well. So I didn't want it to be a secret. Yeah. And I didn't want it to come from a place of disrespect. And I feel like that had a lot to be do with me being a black woman in that type of workspace in a yes. predominantly white company. Mm-hmm. So I had to set myself up in a way that I wasn't threatening or uh, yeah, crossing any that's lines. That's so tiring, but yes. Exactly. And I, I remember just telling my manager, my manager asked me about it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't think our personalities match. So I just think I, I should just go with somebody else real simple end up getting going to hr so i had i don't know how it got to <laughs> hr so i went to as so i had a meeting with the hr lady another poc this is uh, she's a um a latina woman and he was the guy who was my mentor he was kind of well known in the company and doing pretty well uh-huh. and so when i went to the hr meeting i felt that my experience with him then took a backseat to what the people there know him as. Oh, so see, they're saying okay. like, "Oh, that doesn't sound like him. He would never." Okay, I didn't you're say like, anything like I that. Just... <laughs> I did not say none of that. I just said that we don't match. I think our personalities do not match. Let me just find somebody else. So I'm like, "Why y'all not? Why y'all not believing me? Yeah. Y'all don't need to prove to me nothing. That's y'all friend. I don't care." But yeah. in my experience, in my professional experience, and if I'm gonna be here, I don't want to be. Working with someone is going to be condescending towards me. Yes. I think that people confuse um, kindness for like low-key racist or condescending yeah. or discriminatory. You can be the nicest person in the world mm-hmm. and still have those biases and still treat people of other races terribly. So when they're like, oh my God, my that person I know, he would never do that. How would you know? <laughs> That he would never do that just because he tells you good morning every day. That has nothing to do with the other thing. So, I don't know. That's a note to self and to everybody. Yeah. Listen. That just threw me for a loop. And I had brought that up in that group because... the, one of the guys that was in the group as well mentioned, like, do you think it has something you, with you being a black woman? And at the time it happened, I didn't think that because I'm just like, what I said wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. So why would y'all turn this into something that it's not, you know? And from that point on, I knew at that job that I just wasn't going to speak. See, so and that up, is I a terrible place. Yeah, that's a terrible I didn't want to be there. The environment was just so weird. Yes. And I don't want to be a, somewhere where I'm not allowed to speak my mind because y'all like somebody and y'all not going to believe me. Yeah. That, that's terrible. And once, I feel like once you realize that, even in the moment, you probably were like, oh no, this has nothing to do with the fact that I'm black. And then over time you realize like, I mean, well, what else could it have been? Then at that point you realize they're, they've already decided Mm -hmm. how they perceive you, how your personality is just based on how you look. I have an experience. I actually wrote a whole paper about this. (laughs) In law school, I had, um, done a mock argument and, um, one of the judges, a white man, mm-hmm. after he gave me my comments, which were good comments, he was like, oh, yeah, everything was good. You sounded good. But I think you rolled your eyes at me. And I'm like, uh. And then he looks to the other judge kind of for like confirmation. And she was looking at him like, what are you <laughs> talking about? So I asked my case counsel, which is like the student rep over it. I was like, and she was a black girl. I was like, did I roll my eyes? Like, tell me the truth. She was like no you didn't roll your eyes but then i'm like why would he have said that oh perhaps because i'm a black woman who knows if i blinked weird or if i look to the sky to think or whatever the case may be i did not roll my eyes at that man 
but he decided that that was what he saw and I what could I do like I'm just like oh yeah thanks for the comments that's weird but you would hope and you would dream and believe that by 2020 people are done doing stuff like that but is there not they're not and I expect that from a like a white guy though so do you yeah I expect nothing but the worst from white people okay <laughs> even at this point you feel like yeah. you feel like racism just still completely exists and it's just silent girl yes yes <laughs> they let me tell you something they might have you know unlocked them shackles on them slaves but they are firmly on our necks e- i don't think that's ever going to change unless you dismantle the system now Which, i'm going to some conspiracy stuff i'm not going to go into that no, but like the same- <laughs> That will not change until you dismantle the system. Okay. That's why we keep seeing year after year, day after day, month after month, black bodies falling and no one's caring. Yes. Until we force them to care. And even then, they still don't get the sentences that they deserve. What? So what do you think? This is big picture. So dismantling the system is the answer. Yeah. Otherwise, what we're suggesting is just little chipping away. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's tip away. <laughs> that's all we can do yeah, you, you see point. they were even like with the whole civil rights movement how they were treated and how they were able to overcome a lot but look at us now yeah what's crazy have we really gone that far when you think about it no like what's crazy about the civil rights movement is that was not that long ago it was people are like, like oh my god y'all need to forget about we just got rights yesterday <laughs> Like it was like well 40, 50, 60 years ago. Like in our parents and grandparents' lifetime, yeah. like stop it, we just got these rights. Like what <laughs> for real. And what? that's okay, that's another thing. Um we talked about this before we started recording when there are people who are like, Oh yeah, women suffrage when women got the right to vote. That no. was that was white women suffrage. Period. We did not get the right to vote at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. That's why when um, we were talking about this a little bit early before recording about the the women marches or whatever the heck they be doing yeah. in Washington. I don't believe in that. The, oh. Because how, you want me to march with the 53% that voted for Trump? Hard pass. <laughs> that's a, okay. Hard pass. And that's another thing. Okay. And the whole intersectionality of it. If you are so strong for women's rights you would be at a black lives matter mm-hmm. movement march as well because there's black women too you would you know you would be at all the other you would be at the latino marches all right. of those if you felt so strongly about women but in reality a lot of people care about their kind of woman and only their kind of woman until it becomes a black woman and it's where we have to give everybody the room we have to give up <laughs> our space so the white woman and the, the poc woman can feel comfortable and that, that just don't sit right with my spirit because <laughs> i like i said i feel like black people are always here for everybody we are regardless. a very supportive community but you don't see that support coming back yeah so when we're talking about poc they poc when we're talking about black they black yeah. They can never be one in the same because of the anti-blackness that exists within that realm. Like, for example, if you're kind of, if you're white passing as a, like, uh, a person of color, yeah, you don't got to tell nobody what you are. But as a black woman, you don't get to choose whether you're that, a woman oh or, my or God, black. Period. You're a black woman, period. Yeah. It's, it's visible. There's no question. You can't hide it. Yes. There are some, like, okay, that, 
even down to the uniqueness of our names we can't hide it yeah they gonna know before you even step in a room must know you a black woman and they already put judgments on you yes that yes that reminds me of we've talked about this um the whole idea of diversity scholarships Mm -hmm. i think that when they have diversity scholarships they are built the purpose of them is to undo some of this country's past wrongs yeah so if black black people have been discriminated against done dirty but then there's a lot of diversity scholarships and they're awarded to people who are either white passing or they did not have to i don't know overcome certain things and i feel like is that really the purpose of it like you okay so say i'm a black girl and i've applied to a scholarship a white man from spain might get that diversity scholarship you know right. it's like oh my god or from france right. oh my god he's from france right. we have diversity right. what about the diversity that's right here in this country you exactly. know exactly like even kind of circles back around to um the whole um birther argument Tell and me. even with um trump and and um who he sees like as like the model immigrant for people he he allows in like the, uh-huh. the black people like we talking the africans the you know people in the caribbeans and, and things like that or even like the afro latinas they're not going to be on trump's priority no, list honey. he wants the melania that's Czechoslovakia <laughs> and yes, yes, russia yes. and things like that. those are the you know the people that he wants because they look closest yes. to him yes you know it feels more comfortable because it's like okay we're gonna add to the majority here exactly Hi. So if you are listening to this podcast, we're going to just take a gander and guess guess that you are an ally or you would consider yourself an ally or you would like to be a better ally or you want to know how better to, you know, talk about these things and deal with them. So we came up with a short list of do's and don'ts on how to be an ally to the black community. So our first don't is do not do performative allyship. You had an example of this one. How would you? Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. I might have had a couple, but I'm going to see which one comes to mind first. <laughs> but saying you hate white people. Oh, yes. That's a given. <laughs> Just look at the material. <laughs> look at the history. That's a given. But, but that, and being, okay, so say you are a white person. You're like, oh, my God, I hate white people. We're so terrible. My family. Okay, that's fine. Open your purse. <laughs> Open your purse to donate to some Black Lives Matters, you know, yeah. organizations, grassroots organizations or something like that. Don't just keep saying you don't like white people. Okay. You don't, don't, it, it doesn't even make that much of an impact if you're white. It, look, you don't get cool points for acknowledging that your community has done us dirty. Right. For all of history, you do not get cool points. You might get a cool point, though, if you're sitting at Thanksgiving with a table full of racist people and you speak up. You check them. Because telling me that you hate your family that you sit next to every Sunday, what does that do? I mean, that's cool. It does nothing for me. I'm still going to get profiled. I'm still going to get profiled. And if you think about it, who are we getting profiled by? These racist families that are stuck in the past. So you make more of an impact if you open their mind because our minds has been open. (laughs) Like, we've been there. And um, even on or in a workplace, when people or, or companies have these diversity 
uh, groups that they try to like sponsor or whatever the heck. And you as a white person, you come in and you're like, well, I'm here because I'm tired of seeing white people at the top. Okay, we all are. <laughs> so what do you want to do about it? What have you been doing? Have you been trying to help the recruiter, recruiters recruit from maybe predominantly black institutions? HBCUs have you been or... sending them towards that direction? Don't just come in here and talk about some more. I'm sick we and don't tired. Care. We, we don't baby. care. We tired and sick too. Because in my current job, we've had... how many, I've been to like how many of those diversity things? And I'm still the only black girl on my floor. I'm not even going to talk about you know what I'm saying so it's just kind of like and these are not no small companies I don't work for no small companies you know what I'm saying y'all got the resources y'all just don't want to and I uh, I remember speaking to the recruiter because I was um, at a recruiting for my school and she was just saying that like um, they don't get the applicants or something like that Mm -hmm. but then you guys just happen to get 10 white people from the same college right from that same, same one they fraternity or sorority it's yeah, like I, okay yeah thanks so it's just like you get <laughs> yeah. tired i remember even speaking to one of the the black guys i used to work at my office he he, he actually got promoted and moved to uh santa monica and he was he had come back and he was just talking about you know just catching up and stuff like that and i told him about oh yeah there's just like diversity and tech thing going on he's like yeah okay he just kind of given up because he was in the office for three years and, and he didn't saw see no change. change. Yeah. So he just kind of gave yeah. up. Yeah. So if you're going to be performative, like actually perform. Yeah. Perform. Uh- Put on a show. <laughs> Tapped in. <laughs> We're right. watching. No, I 100%. And to these, to this um, concept of the diversity committee. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> but if you're going to hold on to it, do it right. Yes. though. It doesn't. Explain to me how it could possibly make sense that a diversity committee could be racially um, monotone. There's no way there should be a diversity committee that has all white people. Mm-mm. I don't know how. It just makes no sense. So if you're sitting at the diversity committee meetings, you're like, it's just so terrible that we just have no diversity. Add some diversity right. to those meetings and on those committees and things like that. Like, And... Just to add another note, just like even being in Chicago, it's hard for me to believe that y'all can't find no qualified in, Ch- in Chicago. In I mean, Ch- come on come, now. Stop it. Stop Chicago it. State is damn near HBCU. Like, go there. Go in- go anywhere. There's there, there's black people here. And the truth of the matter, the sad truth about Chicago is it is so segregated. Yeah. But you know what that means? You know where the black people going to be. <laughs> if you want to recruit... Or whatever your mm-hmm. goal is, you know exactly where those communities are. So there's no reason that there shouldn't be applicants from those communities. Stop right. it. I'm not believing it. It's in some places where it's a little bit more diverse and a little bit more spread out. Here, there's no question. You know no, where we at. Right. South and West. Finest. Period. Like it's so simple. Period. Okay, so um on our list, so we have don't do the performative allyship thing. Do not, and this is my number one pet peeve, do not all lives matter black issues. Mm -hmm. Do not we, we've talked about this a little bit earlier because not all struggles were created equal. So do not insert yourself. Like like I said, if we're talking about something that's affecting the black community or if I'm talking about my experience, say I'm saying, oh, at work, like I have to think twice about what I'm going to do with my hair just because, you know, it's a different vibe. Do not, yeah, and even as a woman, I have to think about what kind of skirts I, no, you don't. 
Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> don't, don't insert that. If you want to complain about skirts at another time, that's fine. <laughs> but not, not when I'm talking that about moment. like a legitimate concern that y'all are going to put labels on me based on my hairstyle. Something that's not bothering anybody. It's not getting the, in the way of my work or yes. anything of that nature. Yes. Be cognizant. Because I think as humans, you know, if you're having a conversation, someone says something and you want to add your input. When it comes to these racial things, you have to give a little bit more care. Yeah. Be a little bit more discerning because mm-hmm. it will irk somebody if they're talking about something very deep and here you come with some super frivolous. Exactly. You have to be an active listener. Active. Oh, yeah. Yes. A mm-hmm. lot of people, when it comes to race, they're just waiting for you to say that one trigger point for them to respond on they're some like, bullshit. Oh, oh, me too. Somebody <laughs> was mean to you this one time. <laughs> Baby, calm down. Like, you know who the biggest uh, perpetrator of this is? Gina Rodriguez, that girl. Oh. She okay that interview you were talking about it earlier that interview where they were trying to big up um, yeah, black Shahidi women and her and just how she's been such like a positive and um auto or you were, I say auto idol or yeah. and role model for black women and she was like all women and then the journalist was like no we're, we're, we're talking, talking about, about you know it's black community and message is it's okay for something to not be about you Mm -hmm. it's okay for someone to acknowledge a person's effect on a certain community you don't have to be in that community just Mm -hmm. sit back oh that is great that they feel seen that she makes them realize that they can do that just sit down because there's someone in your community who makes you feel like that too and you would be annoyed if somebody was like black women too (laughs) just let people have their moment it's okay. Not everything has to be about you. Right. Okay, so on our do's and don'ts list, one of our do's, which we've covered a little bit, is check your family, check your friends, correct people when they say problematic things, and correct them in that moment. Because yeah. as we said, there is racism in this country, and the people who are performing it are your family members. They're your friends not black people i'm saying other either white people or people of color because let's not act like just because you're a person of color that your family is not anti-black yeah they be the main ones it's it's a very uh crabs in a barrel like okay like we're all people of color when it's like a diversity scholarship and you can win (laughs) something but when it comes to black people oh my my daughter cannot be with a black man or you know like let's not act like it's all kumbaya and holding hands in a circle because it's right. not that way. And even with saying the N-word, y'all have got to stop. Oh, please stop it. Please y'all stop have got it. To stop. I just, I think it should just be a committee where created like a, across the nation, really, where it's just like people that every time they hear somebody say the N-word, they beat their ass. Oh, where do I sign up? Are they right. having a line to some <laughs> Right. When do they cross? Like, they just, that just seems to be a thing because ain't no way y'all don't understand where black people are coming from. You absolutely there's, there's no understand way. it. There's no way. Because you understand the negative connotation when okay. your abuelita is talking about it and calling somebody a nigga or, or a nigger a, with that hard mm-hmm. E-R. And you know it's coming from a bad place. You know. You yeah, know you know that. So how, you know how, that. how come you can't be that discerning when you're talking to your peers, when you see people online um, 
saying the n-word that probably shouldn't be saying the n-word yeah it's not oh i grew up in the hood and and i hate that one what hood y'all girl hoods y'all grew up in and that even if you did what does that have to do with the history (laughs) of the word itself it's just like y'all not black no and it that's it it's like very that's it there's no there's no there's no dissertation it's just like you're not black and if you're not, if you got to think about it, if you got to, I mean, well, my great, uh, no, nope. uh, <laughs> don't. And they near needs to be limited to, is your mother or father black? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, because we get in a little flexible, Y'all like, talking oh my about, God. So my first grandmother three times. My adopted. Good. Was, <laughs> girl, come on yeah. now. Don't be, don't be, don't be dense. Y'all know what the hell black people be talking about because we say it time and time again and y'all still say it that's so, the thing the, the, the clear answer is y'all just need to get y'all shit rocked <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting to me how people there's this new wave i feel like in the latino community of people being like oh yeah i'm afro latino and it's like but you wasn't saying that <laughs> when we weren't complaining about you saying the n-word so now yeah. all of a sudden you're like hey look i'm a part of the no, because we knew who was Afro Latino right. before. You you wasn't an in on that. You didn't want nothing to do with right. that. So just keep that same energy that you had before this new wave of like, oh, it's cool to pretend. Just right. stay over there. And that's another Don't issue in itself it. with the Latino community and them not recognizing Afro Latina people. Oh and, yeah, I, and also acting yeah. dense on that. Like, how can you be Latino and you know I'm African? What? It's like I don't under. Okay, quick history lesson for anybody who's but listening. But y'all understand any type of biracial this by <laughs> yeah. Okay, for anyone who's listening, I don't. I think this is lost on a lot of people, even in the United States. Honestly, so quick history lesson for anyone who's listening and doesn't understand fully how the concept goes. So there was this little thing called slavery and they had gone to Africa and they took people Mm -hmm. from there and they brought them to what we know now as the United States, but also to the Caribbean, to Cuba, to South America, to all these places, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and that's how you end up with black people who, in other countries. Yeah. So um, blackness is not um, specific it's to America. Region, it's, yeah. it's like all over. So I think it's interesting getting older and becoming more um, culturally aware. Like people... I remember people used to be like, oh, you speak Spanish, so you think you're Mexican because my godparents are Mexican. And then as I'm getting older, it's like, it's a lot of black people <laughs> who speak Spanish because yes. that's their native language, because yes. they're Afro-Latino. So yeah. it's like... And even in those um, Lat- uh, Latin countries, the, the black population is like, you know, stowed away somewhere they get, There's always some like... Thing like yeah. even if it's not exactly how it looks in the U.S., black people get done dirty everywhere. everywhere. Like it's everywhere. crazy, and that's why we don't take kindly to that POC thing. I'm gonna keep going back to it. Just so y'all get the, the <laughs> yeah, point yeah. That's why we don't take kindly to it because don't none of y'all like us. So like y'all hate not- us, honest, and it's and it's really on the basis of skin color. I like to me racism and things like that. It's something that I know what it is, you know. I know how it comes about, but I'm just like, that's what y'all mad about? <laughs> of all things. Of all things you can be yeah. mad about is yeah. that? Yeah. It's the color of my skin. I, ain't, I can't control this. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's just a superiority complex. It's always a, okay, I want to feel closer to the man, the majority, the whatever. So at any point they can, it's like, oh yeah, no, we're not trying to be seen with (laughs) y'all. So all I'm saying is keep that same energy when it comes to anything that you feel like we could benefit. I think, oh, that... That brings up the concept of like affirmative action. People get got so mad, like, oh my God, black people and letting them into schools. And I don't remember where I saw this. I think it was on The View or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, there's a lot of different kinds of affirmative action. What about the kind where your parents went to the school or the kind where you oh. are um, an athlete and you weren't that smart, but they think that you're going to help their school or the kind <laughs> where you knew a bunch of people. So you got into the school. What about that kind of affirmative action? Yeah. So you're not mad about that, but you're mad about somebody getting let into a school after this institution of America has failed them. Right. Like, Pick your battles, and that's like not exactly. a good one. So that's a good point that you make because I, I briefly kind of browsed through this. Um, I don't know if it was an article or just like kind of like a, a quick bullet point, but they're talking about Ivy League, uh, Ivy League schools, and mm-hmm. how like forty five percent of the makeup isn't based on merit. And what, and what do you think it is? It's based on your parents. Who you know. If you're close to donors and they're trying to get up in there and things of that nature. So Money, like, people paying to get in them. like stop get it. in. Yeah. So it's like affirmative action works for who? Exactly. Not black people. It's been working for y'all the longest time. Y'all now might as well sudden, say thank you. <laughs> then they put a name on it and they're like, okay, yeah. Uh, give her one extra point <laughs> because she's black. What? If affirmative action worked, we wouldn't have no diversity groups. We wouldn't have a need for that. Oh, but it don't work. That is a that's a good point. We wouldn't we wouldn't need committees to fix things because inherently they would already be. We wouldn't need to target you know or try to recruit black people or try to recruit from this specific predominantly black because it would have already worked itself out. A good mix from that affirmative action that y'all talk about, (laughs) but the shit ain't working. Bloop, boop, boop. Okay, but that's a good segue into our next do. We say, do use your privilege for good. Give black people opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's better for everyone if instead of pretending that you're not of the majority or you're not, you know, seen in a better light. Don't pretend that that's not your reality. It is. Just live in that. Okay, y'all wanna, y'all are giving me a seat at the table because mm-hmm. I'm a white man. Okay, well I'm gonna bring my black friend with me right. because she has a voice and she has insight that's different than mine. That's using your privilege for good. You're not doing no one any good if you just act like you don't have it. Put us on. And I had actually uh, went to this panel for International Women's Day. Um, it was at this um, creative hub um, in River North um, and the I can't remember what she was I think she was the president of Discover like the credit card company mm-hmm. um, she was a white woman and then um, one of the senior counsels she was a, a black woman and they were kind of talking about um, their time this is like women leaders you know um, and their time at Discover and then at one point I think the president she had mentioned um, about how 45% of their I want to say executive team was women. Everybody got so happy. But I'm like, okay, how many of that are like black women? Yeah. You know, I can't get happy because uh, like yes. if, I, if, if I walk into a room or I see like a executive leadership and it's somewhere where I aspire to be and it's 
all white women that's not what, that's not gonna make me think that i can get there because it's all y'all and i don't see nobody that looks like yes me. representation matters so when y'all are bringing these stats and things like this break it down a little bit more let us know what's what, the real how many black people are there how many latina are i there, feel like how if many, you know asian all people all of it asian people break it all down so we can kind of really see the racial makeup because i'm not about, i'm not about to aspire to be somewhere where it's 45 percent white women no thank you yeah i think i feel like this is kind of a new thing like i feel like diversity was understood to mean ethnic diversity for a long time and then all of a sudden they start Start saying women women. yeah when did we start doing that because it's confusing it Mm -hmm. it lets these companies pat themselves on the back for doing something that's the barest of minimums like you are not promoting diversity if this is the same culture but it's women and men huh right it doesn't make sense so we need to start separating them out ethnic diversity gender diversity or whatever you're gonna do because just saying we're diverse because we have women no like and don't get me wrong like yeah there were times when women didn't have rights and and things have come along come along to the point where we're at 50 50 so let's (laughs) you know like let's kind of retire that conversation where it doesn't apply And then also on the point of using your privilege for good and giving black people opportunity, it's okay to say, like, if you get invited somewhere, like, say, like, a diversity panel and you're not a, a diversity, it's okay to say, I, I, I am not well-versed in this topic. I do not feel comfortable speaking on this. And I think yes. I have a couple of recommendations of people that can speak to this much better than I can. Yes. People have such a hard time saying that. Why? I think that people see their own... Um, is it as an opportunity for them to gain and for them to grow professionally? Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sit on this panel. But then we're sitting in the audience looking at this panel like, who? did nobody tell them <laughs> that it was not a good idea for them to not have people of yes. color on this panel? And then you find people digging in their deepest back pocket trying to find a struggle story. Mm-hmm. My parents... They didn't have their parents pay for college. So I know the struggle. Stop it. I mean, I mean, they some of them crowds just like. It It irks me. Honestly. I just be there. I, I don't be. I can't soak anything up because nothing apply to me. Yes. And even that's another thing. Even outside of the financial aspect, because I think that people always associate being a person yeah. of color or a black person with poverty. Even if not that, it could be a super loaded rich black woman on the panel and i'm still going to associate with her and feel more connected to her than someone who's not black just based on the fact that she has to wake up in the morning and deal with black hair and she needs to moisturize black skin and she might get in the car and listen to a black radio station all those Mm -hmm. the simplest things I'm going to connect with her more. So Just off the strength that we're just both Just off the black. strength that we are Not black. Black women. Let me say that. We're both black women. Period. Yes. That's a connection right there. Yes. So y'all don't, don't think that you have to have struggled to connect with the community because our culture runs so deep and is so vast yeah. that it's, it's not just that. It's a lot more yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay, to our last don't. You want to talk about this one because you mentioned Sean <laughs> Absolutely do not use trauma porn as a way to get your 
point across. Okay, describe trauma porn. I know. So what, trauma porn like, is basically posting a video of people getting gunned down, uh-huh. shot in. You know, most of the times that we see it, it's always kind of like a racist predicament. Yes. You know, whether it's a police officer or even with the Trayvon Martin story, still, yeah, still haunted by that. Yes. So by sharing that, you're not really doing us any good. No. You're continuing to traumatize the black community. Uh, because you don't care about black bodies. I'm going to go on the limb and say that. If you do that, you do not care about black bodies. You just, it's kind of a spectacle to you to at that point. to see someone in their death or even, you know, on on their way to dying, you don't care about that person. Yeah. You just want, like, hey, look at this. You want to be like, You want look, the shock put- value. You want the yes. retweets. You want yes. people to think of you as some type of martyr when you're not. Yeah. You're not even doing the bare minimum. You're doing the wrong work. Yeah. So if you're really going to be an ally, use your platforms to share the stories. Connect with the families. Let's hear from the families. We never really hear from the families yeah. of these people. There's we always so many hear ways. Yes. these outside perspectives. None of that shit freaking matters. We want to know about the victim. We want to know like how we can get some justice for this person and who yes. better to target than their family and say, y'all want to post um, these videos and even these pictures of people dead or getting it's shot. It's terrible. Yeah. And th- you see that there are some times when they're like, okay, we're trying to force the prosecutor to press charges. That doesn't require a video. Right. All you have to do is say, this person was gunned down, use a hashtag or whatever, like, hey, go and sign this petition or whatever the case may be. It does not require... You to post the video the fact that people do that for tweets i mean for retweets and for likes and shares that's it and it is i really only see black people dying yeah it's not a diverse pool of people dying (laughs) no no it's never a diverse pool and that's why i say it's 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 trauma point directed towards black people so You're that's a big the head. no-no. And Sean King is the biggest perpetrator of them all. I don't and even be in tune with him. I just see people saying he's, like... He's, he's been not... proven to be a fraud time and time again. And I, I cannot stand that he has this platform and he uses it in, in a way to steal money and do all that other stuff. Okay, so you pulled this quote. This was on Twitter? Yeah. This person said it? Okay. It was um, in another context. I think it was talking about the LGBT... Maybe yeah. trans community? Yeah, it was about okay. the trans community. Um, the end of the quote said, being an ally is not about centering yourself. It's about decentering yourself. And this is from at Jackson BBZ. And I think that that's ultimately that's the message yeah. that we can take from this. If you want to support the black community, it's not about you. Nope. Do not be adding, oh yeah, and also as a, if you have to do, <laughs> if you have to say, and also as a, Let's go ahead and stop. Let's just stop, stop that right there. Like stop, drop, and roll out. Stop, Thank drop, you. and roll out. Go ahead and that. log out for me, baby. It's time to go. Yes, literally. It's, it's okay to just listen. And if someone is venting to you about some experiences that they had as a black person, that means that they trust you and that they confide in you. And the quickest way for you to make them feel like, okay, I'm never telling her anything again, <laughs> is if you ask. Yeah, and also as a woman... This one time, like, stop. <laughs> we that it's not the same thing, yeah. Being an ally can be a powerful tool, and um, I think I, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people look to it, but I think it would be very helpful to kind of push the movement forward for equality across the board. If yes. there is power in numbers, and we're better, this sounds so corny, but we're better together, it, better united, absolutely. Uh, we can help bring down these systems that oppress all of us. Yes, but it's, we're not gonna get there if you don't. But 
you know, and this, and oh my God, blue yeah. eyes matter, all eyes matter, girl. It's not, yeah, it's not. You get it. <laughs> it's not the struggle Olympics. I think that it comes down to that. A lot of times people hear you talk about your struggle and it's like, well, I want to, I want to contribute something to this. I want to seem like I've had something that I've overcome or yeah. I've endured. Do you watch Little Fires Everywhere? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did I you see that. the, spoiler alert again, the daughter who wrote that um, paper? Yeah. Pretending Let's that see. she yeah had an experience that she didn't have. You didn't have that experience. And it's okay. There are other things that have happened to you in your life or that you've done that have built your character. Exactly. It don't have to be a, a struggle in the sense that you perceive a black person to have had. Because that just is not your life. And that's why it backfired on it. Backfired. It, backfired. <laughs> it, did, it didn't make yeah. any sense because you didn't go through that. No, yeah. And it's okay to even use that as a... She could have pitched it in a different way where she said she could have saw that happening. And, and that made her fe- feel empowered to do something. Yes. To, I don't know. Start a group at the school yes. or something, you know, giving people access to whatever the hell. Let me tell. So for anyone who hasn't watched the show, there's basically a young black girl and she tries to get into a higher math class. They tell her that she can't do it because we have no idea why not. Clearly because she's a black girl. So there's a white young lady on the show and she writes about this as if it was her own experience to get into Yale. She says as if she was a color thing to to a woman woman thing. thing. So she says, oh, they wouldn't let me in this higher math class because I'm a woman X, Y, Z. That tells the story, this entire story that we're telling right here. Those scenes tell it. That was not your experience. Nope. That was not your struggle. There were things that happened in your life or that you did or that you experienced that contribute to the person that you are, but that was not it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's yeah. someone else's experience. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about this all throughout this, but like it speaks to the point that people outside of the community always co-opt us or we're not given the same opportunities or platforms to speak on the things that are going on um in our community so when things like black lives matter pop off and y'all try to do shit like all lives matters or blue lives matter it's a slap in the face because we already don't have the platform and for even that type of thing to get that big is that's that's a huge feat and so for y'all to say that shit is some fucking bullshit and it it upsets me because (laughs) people are literally dying y'all talking about police lives matters right get the fuck out of my face with that shit the girls are upset about this. I, I'm, I'm upset about this. <laughs> no, yeah. How dare you? I feel like I had a conversation with someone talking about police and like, oh, but they fear for their safety. You are the police. <laughs> you are the 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 institution in this country that is supposed to be upholding the law. You have a gun. Do you think so that I mean, a bunch of people? You're supposed to be serving and protecting, but do you think that any black person in their right mind is going to? try and harm a police officer for real for real right like in their right mind like does it and i'm sure there's probably people who are mentally ill who've gone after the police like whatever that's not what this be right that's like not this at all i would love to see the numbers of um police death by civilians versus love to see it death by love police. to see it and let's see like you know where this data coming from that blue lives gotta matter so damn <laughs> the fact that you are in blue okay like we get it you matter like we're listening to you like you said stop the car we stop the car like yeah and you know what i really do respect people who genuinely put their lives on the line to make communities a better place but every interaction i've seen of police they're super aggressive for yes. no reason yes. no reason you'll see like videos of like 
one black kid, 10 damn big ass, old ass, 30 to 40 year old men. How does that sound? How are y'all scared? But y'all that, scared of what y'all being, being this young boy and things like that? Like, get the fuck off the police force and just what the fuck you scared of. Get off this. Get off. Yeah. That's the thing. You shoot people for no reason. But that's the thing. It all comes down to, as you said, just the color of your skin. Just by you existing in black skin, they're scared. Like, oh my God, we need 30 of us for this little 12-year-old boy. Like, stop it. Stop. And with police, when they do botch uh, work, um, what was the name of the the young, not young woman, the young girl. She was about eight years old. uh, Ayanna Jones. Was that her? You're talking about a while ago. Yeah, a while okay. ago, where the police kind of raided the wrong house and then killed the little <gasps> girl sleeping on the oh, couch. Oh, yes. Who was indicted on that? I have no idea. Probably nobody. Exactly. Anyone who didn't care about blue, blue eyes for a reason when they killed an eight-year-old little blue. girl because they were incompetent. They went to the wrong house. That happened recently. That with, happened, it um, happens too often. Yeah, that it just happened like a couple days often. ago with a lady and they are indicting her boyfriend who shot back at the police the police had entered into the wrong house right the boyfriend fires one shot and they're indicting him but the police who had killed the lady nothing stop it like if you this can't, you can't tell me those people are scared you you can't tell me y'all that barge into somebody's <laughs> house kill them and then get shot one time and he w- it was like a registered gun like everything yeah. checked out and then now he's being I mean, indicted. If you come to my home, i'm shooting y'all too the whole time Second Amendment, right? Right to bear arms or whatever the hell y'all talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? Yes. But yes. Yeah. But that don't apply to us because we, we black. But look, this, I think this all tells the story of if you want to be an ally, if you heard these stories and this wasn't applying to your community, <laughs> then look, <laughs> you know, when these kinds of things go on, you don't, oh yeah, um, I got a ticket this one time too. No. <laughs> like, just... Stay out of it. We all get tickets. Stay in your lane, okay? And if you want to be a good ally, just listen. Yeah. And if you have the platform, really put it in your heart to try to be an ally. But yeah. if you know if that, it's not coming from the right place, don't even worry about it. I was it. just going to don't say that. If this not your thing, bro, don't pretend like it's your thing. Don't yeah. be at the events. Don't be just... Just be. stay in your corner. Girl, stay in your we lane. ain't gotta know nothing. We don't, and that's the thing. Everyone is not passionate about this. Me and my mom are actually talking about this. I had told her that I was a little bit skeptical of people who are too into the environment because <laughs> I'm like, but what about black people? <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but they're yeah. like, the world in a hundred years, and I'm like, but black people are right dying now. today. <laughs> So, but like, we're inspiring at a fast right, rate. Right, at a very fast rate. What about us? So, like, okay, that's probably a terrible comparison, yeah. but. No, if, we care about the environment. If, though, but we're right, just, but if this okay. is not your thing, it's not your thing. And you, it doesn't have to be your thing. And don't make it just like your, you. um, your online personality either. Oh. If you're going to be an ally, be an ally through and through because we got to be black no matter what. Don't let us at and see that you've been saying some stuff back <laughs> in the day because the okay. girls are going to get you. So them, them child. Twitter that, will. That and where be. Baby, baby, that okay. We need to stop the episode, (laughs) but that's just to set the record straight. That's not a face, like, oh, yeah, I had this. I'm sorry I said the n word in my tweets like three years ago. I was only 13, yeah. When I was 13, somebody called me a nigga. I'm going to the motherfucking principal, right? So I knew exactly what was going on at 13, and so you absolutely knew you wasn't supposed to say it, absolutely knew. That there was a problem in it. So let's stop normalizing. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, that was just it a was phase. It was so young. 
No. Girl, we was all young. If I knew I was black at the time, you <laughs> come stop. Like if by whatever age I learned that I was black and you learned that you were whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not they, an they excuse. They understand that race, uh, that race concept very well, but they be acting really competent when people call them out. Because mm-hmm. y'all had no problem calling nobody a monkey because they black or this, that, and the third. But all of a sudden, you said nigga and you was young. Okay. Look, we see through that it. Don't make okay. A of sense. We see through it. It was not a phase, and you need to lose everything behind it because start just just don't be racist. It's a very simple concept. It's like, the, it's the simplest of concepts. You know what it comes down to? Just minding your business. Period. What if you, what if you just lived your life and you just minded your own business? At no point would you say anything racist, mm-hmm. discriminatory, nothing. Cause you would no, be in your well, lane. No one would come at your neck. Cause you ain't doing nothing to nobody. You minding your business. You doing you. I can't ever come at nobody that's doing them minding their business. Period. Ever. But y'all hate black people so much that y'all just cannot. It's, it's like a itch <laughs> that just don't go away for y'all. It's like a, oh yeah, just. Y'all just gotta say, y'all just gotta do, y'all gotta be racist, y'all. If you're, and if you're hearing this and you're thinking of that one person who you know in your life who's like super terrible, tap them on the shoulder. Go ahead and um, swipe your ally card. It's time to get to work. Time to get to work, in. ladies. Clock in. Look, and on that note, we'll let y'all <laughs> clock in, and we're going to clock out. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to Read the Room Podcast. This is Embria. This is Merv. Do not forget to follow us on social media, Instagram, and Twitter. Read the Room Pod. And again, if you're feeling very 9 to 5-ish, <laughs> email us at readtheroompod at gmail.com. We'll answer any questions, advice, and everything in between. Until next time, roommates. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.